We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. In Milwaukee Sports Talk Radio, there are the issues that we all talk about. And you who have the final say. This is your show. It's Kim and Lavoy. Judgment Day. If you have been arrested for drunk driving or any other criminal defense, call Kim and Lavoy, 262-796-1400. That's 262-796-1400. Or go to KimandLavoy.com. Kim and Lavoy, they're your best defense. Now, the Rami and Tim Show. It's coming down to it on a Kim and Lavoy Judgment Day, Timmy, or Kim and Lavoy Judgment of the Day. I'm Rami Makloff. That's Tim Allen. We're new, your new afternoon show, and we don't like the name of the show, so uh, we're trying to come up with a new name, and we're asking for your help. Yesterday, we took, like, literally probably over 100 suggestions on what this show should be called. We narrowed it down to what we think are the top four. It might not be any of these four. It could be the one you vote for. I don't know. We got to clear this through all the things you got to clear it through when you're changing the name of a radio show one day into it. But here were the choices that you had to start the day. The two at two. That has 8.9% of the vote. It's not going to win if you like that. Macloff and Allen. Y'all just don't want to learn how to pronounce Macloff, and it's a really easy name to pronounce. You should become more worldly, but you don't like that either. It's 5.5%. Rami and the franchise. Currently in the lead at 43.5%. And then the Joker and the Smoker at 42.1%. It's close. It's really, really close with about 45 minutes left in the voting. And, Tim, you said you prefer Rami and the franchise. That's the one that you would you would like to well, see? Yeah, of, of those four, I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah. Did you I have mean, one that wasn't in those four that you wish we would have included in the polling? No. No, I, I, okay. I, I'm not very good at coming up with all that stuff. I'll leave that up to <laughs> other people. Just they, they can right. call call me what you want. <laughs> but you don't like Robbie and Tim. You brought this. You brought this up, right? You I, don't I, like I, the current name of the show. I, I'll go with it, but I, it doesn't mean I have to like it. Uh, so I, you know, again. <laughs> I'll salute and smile. I got a boss. He says it's Rami and Tim. It's Rami and Tim. But I'm going to, good, going to give my opinion. You're a good soldier. I'll give you that. You're, you're a good soldier. But I'm going to give my opinion, Tim. too, at the same time, though, Rami. And I mean it with all respect. It's just that's the thing. We Again, I'm going to go back to it's okay to disagree in life. It's okay. Stop making this World War III every time we have a disagreement on, off the air, yeah, politically, uh, economically, with your school board, with your PTA, with your neighbor, with your friends, with your family. It's all right. It doesn't mean we don't love you and hug you and, and wake up the next morning alive. It's Sorry. totally fine to disagree with people. Not so much fine to disagree with facts. But that is neither here nor there. Get in on the poll at 12.50 a.m. The Fan, the Kim and LaVoy Judgment Day. What should the name of this show be? It's between Rami and the franchise or the Joker. Oh, Rami and the franchise making a move now at 44%. Joker and the Smoker down to 41.9%. Are all precincts in? This is all happening. 
This is all happening in real time. No, all precincts are not in, Tim. There is still a path for the Joker and the smoker. Do we need Kordaki? Do we need Kordaki or John King to come and put up a big screen that they're moving stuff around and giving us history on every district that's voting? Let me click in Greenfield here. Greenfield has yet to report only 14% of the tallies coming in from Greenfield. And look at St. Francis. They just did a dump. There was a dump. Rami and whatever. Now, you know what I love? Is that just the reporting of the voting from each precinct? And John King is the master of this. Before he gives you the voting results, he knows everything about every county. He'll be like, yep. we have the votes here in from Greenfield. And if you don't know anything about Greenfield, <laughs> this is where so-and-so was born in yep. 1832. And he went on to invent so-and-so. It's amazing what those... They're just pulling stuff out of God knows where. That They just know everything on the fly while they're mastering this giant touchscreen to tell you where the yeah. voter dumps are coming in from. But I digress. Once again, I digress. Get your votes in at 12.50 a.m. The Fan and let us know what you would like the name of this show to be. Tim, um, how long do you think the Packers have a lock on the NFC North? Because... <sighs> I see them having a lock on this division for quite some time. And I say that as I say that with a portrait of Walter Payton hanging over my right shoulder. I, I don't I don't come out here and say what I want to hear. I come out here and tell people what I really think. And the fact that we're sitting here on Tuesday, Tim, and the Chicago Bears have yet to fire their their GM, Ryan Pace or their head coach, Matt Nagy is is beyond me and it tells me that they are settling for mediocrity or they think these mediocre guys are something more than they are and if I'm a Packers fan right now and watching that and watching what the Lions are and they're going to try and start all over again with God knows who the Vikings take a big step back this year and really you look at their game plan and I was I was up here in Minnesota covering that team while they were assembling this roster they they sort of, they didn't rebuild, but they kind of hit the reset button on the franchise. And I like what they've done with their drafts the last couple of years, but still at least a year or two away from seeing that really come to fruition and seeing the fruits of those drafts and those guys reaching their full potential. If I'm a Packers fan, I'm thrilled watching the, the dysfunction yeah. and where the other teams in this division are at. And the fact that specifically the Bears are okay with and settling for the mediocrity that Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy have been throughout their tenure. Although uh, in the NFL, you can turn things around somewhat quickly. But if you look at that, again, going back to the uh, Jeffrey Lurie comment, go go back to the three to five year window. Because I, I think that's where everyone kind of focuses on. Because if you do hit a reset button, then it allows your draft choices to you know dig in a little bit. And then you can grade them two, three, four years in. So I think that's fair to say that that window is there. But if you look at the window here, in, just in the north, with as you said, what's going on with Detroit, and and that may be a while. Um, what's going on in Chicago, and that may be just sort of treading water. Didn't didn't Nagy uh, get that team into the playoffs two of three years? I want to say something like that. So maybe their bar 
is a little One bit different. One of them was an eight and eight season, and the, True. the seventh seed in, in the first year that the seventh seed, like it's literally, it's literally the most meaningless playoff appearance in the history of the NFL. Okay. When you look at it, would you would you consider that they're the first ever seven seed in the NFL playoff picture? That meant I don't even know who was the seven seed in the AFC. Those are literally to this point in NFL history the two most meaningless playoff appearances ever. And then you look at uh, the Vikings and you say, well, um, boy, they've got some weapons here. And, and Jefferson is really that. I mean, that paid dividends immediately. And Thielen, those some great bookends on the outside. Dalvin Cook, one of the best in the middle. But you then think about that three to five year window. and Where's their franchise quarterback? It's not going to be Kirk Cousins, although Kirk Cousins, just from a touchdown perspective, you know, he had 30 plus, I think 33 touchdowns. So that would, to me, be the stiffest of the competition. But really, it makes Packer fans do the, hmm. I mean, Bryce Love is there. Is it Bryce? No. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Jordan Love is there. Um, yeah, that would be bad if it were Bryce Love. But, but he's there, and, and they went ahead and did that. But you could compete based on the competition, at least in the division. Now, again, we're measuring Super Bowls here, but at least in, in the division. You could say that Aaron Rodgers should stay, should start, even if he's a Drew Brees-looking Aaron Rodgers. They sure. could still dominate the NF- NFC North. So I think they're in great shape. When it comes to the competition, uh, Tim, you the competition is going to come from outside the division for sure. You know what? You know what this could be, and what we might already be—I don't know—two, three years into, is not to take anything away from Belichick and Brady and what those teams accomplished over the years. But if the rest of these teams continue to be as dysfunctional and just settle for for mediocrity and eight and eight records and playoff appearances like the Bears did this offseason. The Patriots, for a long time, had a pretty easy road to the playoffs, and I think that gave them a lot of luxuries. When you look at the division that they played in, how bad the Dolphins were for so long, how bad the Jets were and continue to be, how bad the Buffalo Bills were, and they're finally seeming to snap out of that. The Patriots had six games on their schedule every year that were probably wins and a division that they knew they were probably going to come out of on top of each and every year. And I think that gave Bill Belichick and Tom Brady the luxury to kind of figure things out as the season went along in terms of what was going to work, what wasn't going to work, who could they rely on when they needed somebody to get something done. When you know that you're getting to the postseason, you can play around with a few more things in the regular season to get yourself that much more ready for when the games count that much more. And I really think that the Packers could be in that type of situation with the rest of this division being as bad as it is and seemingly okay with being as bad as they are. It equated to building confidence in New England because they knew they were they were the one or two seed every single they they knew the path to the Super Bowl had to go through Gillette Stadium. It gave them confidence throughout the season knowing that you could beat up on the Patsies a little bit in that division like you said. That's a similar situation to Green Bay that they could be in here in the next three to five year window. Because now you win, you know, you beat the Rams, you got that NFC title game, as we discussed earlier in the show, right there at Lambeau. Well, if you continue to beat up on the NFC North, it's the same thing. It builds it up, it builds your confidence, it builds up your record. And then you only have to win that divisional round because you get the bye with all those wins 
to host that NFC title game. I want to, you know, I wonder, I wonder how many uh, AFC title games were at Gillette as opposed to on the road. Evan, if you if you want to take a look at that, I, I'm just curious, and it may not be a landslide, but it certainly has something to do with it. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, like I said, when you have six wins on your schedule every year between the Jets, the Bills, and the Dolphins, yeah. Man, that's that's how many teams have that built into the schedule each and every year? And the Patriots had that built into the schedule every year because they were good. Okay, so this isn't I don't want to hear from Boston guys like you're taking it away from Tommy. Don't talk about Tommy like that. I'm not I'm not taking anything away from Tommy or Bill or any of the rest of the guys. They're really they were a really good football team. They also had the luxury of a terrible division that had six wins built into the schedule just about each and every year. That's a great thing to have, and it, it, it looks like it'll be a great thing to have for the Packers for the next two or three years at least. Oh, they, they, will have, they will have. Now, again, the NFL may, you know, any team can, can reboot a little bit and, and step up and, you know, get, get, get some things rolling. But you look at the Detroit Lions, and they just – I mean, I love Stafford. I think he's one of the most underrated uh, quarterbacks in NFL history. I do, but he's been playing in Detroit for all these years. And it's not for their, – their lack of winning isn't because of Matt Stafford. I can promise you that. But they've got a couple of tools there, younger tools that are well within that three- to five-year window of peaking. The, you know, Kenny Galladay is, is one of the better receivers in the NFL. DeAndre Swift is coming up. You'll see him make a big step in the next couple of years as a stud running back. They, they do have some pieces there. Uh, the Chicago Bears, do they? I mean, they have a tough time signing a, a, a very good veteran wide receiver, Allen Robinson, who could be there and still young enough to be in the three- to five-year window. David Montgomery, they finally learned how to use him, Rami. So, I, you know, I don't know if that was coaching, and, and maybe it was, and, and I probably believe that it was. But then you have the quarterback situation. Keep filtering through these quarterbacks till you get your guy, till you get your Matt Stafford so you don't have to worry about it. The Vikings would be the one that would scare me in the North just because they've got, again, the three- to five-year window guys in Jefferson, Thielen, and Cook. They're going to be they're going to be a pain in the tail for Green Bay, but that's about it in the North. Yeah, I think, I think between some of the, the younger pieces that they have in Minnesota, I like those guys you just listed off. Like I said before, though, I think they're at least a year or two maybe more from seeing the fruits of those drafts. Most guys who get drafted into the NFL, they don't they don't hit their stride or reach their peak until they're three, four years in. That's yeah. why it's kind of ridiculous how we treat the draft and, you know, so reactionary to it. We, we don't really know what these guys are until three or four years later. So I think the Vikings, like I said, I like what they've done. I think Mike Zimmer's shelf life might be just about up. I said they should have shown him his walking papers and kept Kevin Stefanski around at the end of last year. They didn't le- listen to me, shockingly, and look at the position that they're in now and Mike Zimmer and, Mike- and Kevin Stefanski doing what they're doing. I mean, Tim, why don't teams listen to me when I say these things? On the radio, too. Like, it's out there for public consumption, for free. The Vikings could have heard me say, keep Kevin Stefanski, fire Mike Zimmer, and they didn't, and now look where they are. Just listen to Rami and I sometimes Stefanski. Tim. I, I, I do. I, I love, and I thought he got jobbed the other day. By the way, um, on Sunday, we're dealing with uh, some some interesting times here for sure. Uh-huh. And you couldn't allow him to have a pipeline of a, you know, a cell phone or a, some that sort was of the com- thing that 
Yeah, I was I was a little I was a little thrown off by that too. Like, why couldn't he coach the game or at least be involved in the game somehow right. from wherever wherever he needed to be with all the technology that we have right now? That doesn't seem to make any sense to me. That this dude was sitting in a basement, basically like closed off to the world and couldn't, couldn't do anything from down there. Did you hear what he said about the uh, the initial the the first play of the game, the snap over Ben Roethlisberger's head? Uh-uh. He's he said he knew something happened because his kids were watching upstairs and their feed. I don't know if you've ever had this in your <laughs> oh, house, yeah, Tim, or like oh, your sure. or like your neighbor's your neighbor's house. Maybe you could hear from from there where their feed is ahead of yours. Yep. So you know when good things and bad things are happening before they actually happen because you hear the cheering or or the dismay, the anger that that might happen after something bad. He knew something was happening because he heard his kids cheering on the on the floor above him. That's that's how the Browns head coach was experiencing their first playoff win in I don't know how many years the other day. We're very, very late for a break, Tim. Do you want to, after this break, I'm going to make it Tim's choice. We could talk about hmm, Rob Manfred or Kyrie Irving. Which one do you want to do? Rob Manfred or Kyrie Irving? Before we yeah, talk to Mike Clemens at 535. Kyrie. I, I, I got to hear. We can get into Manfred tomorrow or later on or whatever, but uh, we still have Brewers baseball to get to. Kyrie oh. Irving uh, did some interesting things. Dude, so I keep forgetting around. about Brewers. I, I know. We'll, we'll get to it. And then we have Mike Clemens, our green and gold uh, reporter. So there's still a lot to get to. I, I can't wait and for not a lot of time. conversation. Yeah. Not a lot of time, but we will get the Brewers conversation in before 6 o'clock. It's Robbie and Tim. We're on 1250 AM The Fan, and we're back right after this. Robbie and Tim on 1250 AM The Fan, your new afternoon show here on The Fan, part of that new lineup you just heard all about. I'm Robbie Makloff. That's Tim Allen. We're going to talk with Mike Clemens, our green and gold insider, here momentarily. Uh, Tim, last night it was announced, reported, that Kyrie Irving would not be available to the Brooklyn Nets for personal reasons. Mm -hmm. He was not with the team, and that was a surprise to head coach Steve Nash at the time. And then apparently they they tracked down Kyrie Irving. They found out where he was going to be at and said he was probably going to miss about three games for whatever these personal reasons are. And by the way, I really like Kyrie Irving. He's, he's, he does some weird stuff, but like the dude is a really good dude. Just go look at all the philanthropic and charitable things he's been doing during these, these rough times that, that we live in. And, and he's helping a lot of people who really need it. So that's the most important thing about Kyrie Irving, but he continues to be weird in the public eye, first with these personal reasons, keeping him out for last night and two or three more games. And then while this is happening, a video surfaces Monday night on social media of a maskless Kyrie Irving at what appears to be a family birthday party. Um, He will not be in the lineup the rest of this week. In the video, which began being shared widely uh, Monday night, a smiling Irving is dancing with his sister Asia on a confetti-covered floor, clapping (laughs) as she blows out the candles. If the video is found to be recent, and internet detectives have done the research, her birthday was uh, today, so (laughs) it's apparently recent. If the video is found to be recent, that behavior could be a breach of the league's coronavirus protocols. 
and uh, he would be subject to suspension and a loss of salary. This is what Sean Marks said in a statement, the Nets GM. We are aware of a video on social media featuring Kyrie Irving at a family gathering. We are reviewing the circumstances with both Kyrie and the NBA in order to determine compliance with health and safety protocols. Kyrie will have the opportunity to address his absence when he is ready to do so. So we still don't know what the personal reasons were that kept him out and will continue to keep him out. But now we have this, Tim, and like I said, I like the dude, and he's obviously a supremely talented basketball player, but he just continues to be weird and do weird things. I don't get it. I don't. It doesn't make any sense to me. All, all of these uh, teammates uh, need to band together, really, and and you heard Aaron Rodgers a couple of weeks ago. What are you going to do on the bye? What, what advice did you, you know? Uh, give your the your teammates uh, as to what to do during the bye week. Don't get COVID. I mean that that really is part of winning these days. Unfortunately, that does play a role uh, in in uh, professional sports these days. You you have to be dedicated and show some respect. That number one, you're not going to put yourself in a position to contract and then spread. But number two, uh, additionally, you're not going to put your team in a position to fail and not win a title as long as you're playing you might as well play to win a uh, an nba title and in this case you know foot, some football teams went through it some baseball teams are going through it basketball is going through it we've all gone through it every, every uh business walk of life have have has gone through it but you know this this is uh you have to have a plan and you got to follow what your bosses have sent down as protocols and that's what the NBA has sent down and I get what you miss I do I miss a lot of things these days a ton Rami you're just talking about missing you know getting out on a stage and doing your comedy act I mean I that, we're all gonna miss all those of those things but you know if my bosses say you're gonna do a b c and d or else uh, it's gonna jeopardize the team it's gonna jeopardize your uh, money and your future, well, then I got to I gotta follow the rules. Also, like, if you're breaking rules, first of all, just don't. You know what I mean? But if you're going to break the – like, how hard is it not to be on video breaking the rules? My man? goodness. We've already had, we've already had like, wow. three NBA players, either in photos or in video, breaking COVID protocol. Like, just put away your phones for a second, yeah. man. You don't need pictures and video. And you certainly don't need to share that with the world. All right, we're very late for a break. We're not going to keep Mike Clemens waiting because you don't do that to Mike Clemens. He's got important information and sound from Green Bay. We'll have that for you right after this. It's Robbie and Tim on 1250 AM The Fan. I have no place in my brain for, for this outcome. We were planning on winning and moving on and getting, getting going and, and playing really good football and doing doing the stuff we need to do to win. When you get in a situation there's eight teams left, every team is good. And I'd say all of them have really good defenses too. So there's no cakewalks. There's no easy games. Um, it comes down to execution and, and the little things that we talk about all the time. You know, we always talk about starting fast. We've done a good job at that scoring on the first possession of many games this season, uh, which would definitely uh, help us on, on uh, Saturday but we know it's going to be a, uh, a game that's going to go the distance. Seahawks coach Pete Carroll after their loss to the Rams who now come to Lambeau Field on Saturday to take on your Green Bay Packers. I'm Rami Makhlouf. That's Tim Allen. 
It's D. Rami and Tim Show, your new afternoon show here on 1250 AM The Fan, and your new afternoon show is looking for a new name. We don't like Rami and Tim. It doesn't roll off the tongue, and it's come down to these two, Rami and the Franchise or the Joker and the Smoker, 44% and 42% of the vote, respectively, with uh, time running out. So let us know what you'd like the name of this here show to be. Joining us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline from Green Bay, he is our Green and Gold Insider, Mike Clemens. Mike, welcome in for your first visit to the Rami and Tim show. How are you this, this evening, my friend? Very good, boys. Very good. And you heard, you know, Pete Carroll there saying this is, his brain couldn't comprehend what just happened to him facing that Rams defense um, at home because uh, I think after they won their division, they thought that they were going to go much deeper into the playoffs. And, you know, Rogers kind of calm and cool through the whole process so far. Today, we learned about some injuries. Um, the Packers had their full practice. The Rams, they're trying to get their bodies back just at a walkthrough. But Kingsley Kiki, the defensive lineman, um, he's in the concussion protocol right now, which is you know going back to the Bears game last week. So uh, he did not participate. And Kevin King, now he's been dealing with this, but he's down with a, an Achilles, limited participation. I still think that uh, he should be able to go. Uh, that was it for really uh, things that were that notable out of the Packers report. But, you know, Aaron Donald did not participate out in L.A. Uh, this afternoon. Uh, John Wolford, the starting quarterback, did not participate. Jared Goff took all the snaps uh, despite the right thumb. And Cooper Cup did not participate. Uh, what else is like it? You know, so. And Good God. We, yeah, well, when you talk to Sean McVay, Tim and Rami, the. Um, this guy is very open. I mean, it, it, it's almost like you've got a tape recorder in the coach's office, and here's McVay running down his injury list. I'll start off with injuries. You know, first off with, with, with John Wolford. Uh, he has a stinger. Uh, he'll be day-to-day, so we'll monitor him and, and see uh, what his status is for this week. Dave Edwards uh, has Achilles tendonitis, um, so he's uh, he'll be day-to-day. We'll see how he makes it through the week, if he's going to be available or not. Uh, Aaron had a rib. Don't expect it. Uh, you know, we'll be smart with him throughout the week. Um, but I do think that uh, if there's anything that he's going to do, uh, he's going to do everything in his power to be ready to go. Don't expect that to affect his game status for this week. Andrew Whitworth, uh, you know, made it through the game when we uh, went up 30 to 13. Uh, you know, I thought he did a great job competing throughout and uh, wanted to make sure we were smart with him. But, you know, we're going to rest him and, and progress as needed throughout the course of the week, but do expect him to be ready to go. And then Cooper Cup had bursitis of his knee. We're going to just monitor that day to day for him um, and hopefully get that swelling and inflammation down and, and, uh, and with the anticipation and the hope to, to have him ready to go. Yeah, there are some challenges there, Mike, on, on that side of the ball. Now, the Packers, they do have, have their own, as you just discussed, due to injuries. But curious to both Rami and I, and maybe you can explain things a little bit, the uh, Packers make a an acquisition and a return here to their own offensive line. Jared Valdir, who had been with the Patriots and then let go. This is last year. And Balaga was having some issues, and they were short at backup at tackle. And then Balaga gets sick with that nasty flu bug that was going around the Packers' locker room last year in uh, December and in uh, January. Bakhtiari said on the big show, worst bug he's ever had. Balaga said the same thing. And so it was the night of the playoff game against the Seahawks at Lambeau. And so this Jared Valdir comes in at 32, 33 years old. And did a pretty good job. Uh, they won the game, and he held down that end. 
And so a lot of people thought, well, if Blog is going to leave in free agency, why don't they bring in Jared Valdir, at least as a, as a backup in case one of the younger guys. But they, they let him go, and he was, you know, sat at home. He got picked up by the Colts. He played over the weekend from the practice squad to active against the Colts. And so if he plays on Saturday, he'll be the first player in NFL history to play for two different teams in the same postseason. And that's just because, you know, the NFL has laxed things and changed things with the COVID protocol. Uh, instead of having to wait a week now, they trust that the way he was getting swabbed every day in Indianapolis, he can pick right up where he left off, you know, coming to Green Bay. And so he was out on the field today. So a lot of people were kind of excited, like, well, you know, Rick Wagner's done a nice job. He's got a knee, but gosh, this, you know, if you need him, Val Deer did a nice job a year ago. He's a, he's a veteran by all means. And listen to LaFleur. LaFleur was asked by our buddy uh, Ryan Wood, um, so, you know, have you been looking at that Jared Val Deer tape with the Colts? Well, I just, I'll be honest with you, Ryan. I didn't watch a whole lot of tape from last week. I've been solely focused on the uh, LA Rams. So I know we buzzed a couple clips. Um, yeah, you know, it looked solid, but I, I didn't spend a whole lot of time scouting at this point. That, you know, Goody does a great job. I have full trust in him and his staff, and he does a great job of, of providing us players. It's rare that you're able to pick up a player like this at this time of the year. Uh, he saw an opportunity and went out and, and, and got it done. So Mike, this was, this was the result of some, some rule changes because of COVID this year. This was, this wasn't even something teams could do in the past. Right. Yeah. You, I mean, you couldn't get a guy that was off, you know, the roster um, or, and, or, you know, I guess even a practice squad to wow. pick up while you're in the postseason. Uh, but you know, that's because of what's going on. The Packers were able to, to pull that off. And as, and as you heard, you know, really where LaFleur's coming from was like, I already got my guys. I got my depth chart. I got what I feel back up at tackle, uh, even though we lost Bakhtiari. Um, but, um, you know, hey, bringing in Valdir, uh, sure, whatever, <laughs> you know. And, and it's, just good against, <laughs> it's just good against saying, hey, I, probably popping his head in the off, say, hey, I got Jared Valdir back for you. Uh, okay, great, sure. Well, why not, you know. <laughs> And and they they it was like a, the reaction a, when they told them Tim and Rami are going to host the afternoon <laughs> sure. show. Oh yeah, yeah. okay, those guys are back. Yeah, all right, okay, sure, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but obviously, Mikey, it's not going to be Jared Valdir who's going to win this game on Sunday. It's going to be guys like Aaron Rodgers and and, and Devontae Adams. That connection obviously is going to be one of the things that has to come through when the Packers take on the Rams on Saturday. And we're going to talk about, you know, Aaron Donald, and we're going to talk about Jalen Ramsey, possibly the best corner in the National Football League that's in the backfield. And we're also going to talk about the how Sean McVay went from running that Shanahan offense a couple of years ago, the razzle-dazzle, and got him to the Super Bowl. But when he got to the Super Bowl, he lost to the Patriots because of special teams, and he lost to a Belichick secondary that knew every move of his offense. And so he has retooled his defense, and he's retooled his team to say, we got to bring up our game on field position and on defense. Now, the next thing you is in the back of your mind is, like, how many times has Aaron Rodgers gotten to the mountaintop, but he can't take it to the next level? And it's going to be 10 years since you, had, you went 15-1, and one, and you're a number one seed. And then you lost to the Giants 37-20. to 20. And so the whole point is this. 
you worked really hard. You did a great job, 13-3, and three, for a second year in a row to get this one seed. But this is precious stuff now, and particularly in this year where there's only one one seed. You're the only team in your conference arrested. And I thought this was fascinating, that Aaron Rodgers is not Tom Brady yelling at young players for screwing up in a playoff game. Aaron Rodgers is actually the source to get guys to settle down, just follow my lead, everything should be okay. And at times, even Aaron Rodgers, though, needs to rely on some of his veteran teammates to, to get him leveled off. Here's what Devontae said just about an hour ago. When you start getting into some of these games, the way he can simplify for you. A lot of these guys know what we got in front, uh, in front of us. They know the team that's in front of us, and they know how to prepare for games. But when you have a guy like, like him who um, he's under a lot of pressure, you know, whether it's literally in the game or if it's just the way that, you know, him being an MVP uh, candidate every single season, that type, of, that type of pressure can be tough on you, and you think that it'd be a stressful thing. But the way he simplifies and just reminds people that, you know, you're here for a reason and it's, it sounds cliche when I say it, but the way he conveys that message, whether it's in the huddle before, um, before the game or uh, throughout the week or whatever, just kind of bringing people down and just reminding them that, that they've been doing it their whole life. And, uh, you know, I've, I've literally seen um, it's been visible where you can kind of see a, a weight come off of a guy's shoulder in, in the huddle just from hearing that from Aaron. And you can see it in his face. It's just genuine confidence and not relaxation, but just Comfortability, you know, I'm, I've been here and just just follow my lead and the way he communicates with us, letting us know sometimes if he does get nervous in the locker room before a game, he'll look over and, and look at me and, and um, you know, start to pull some of my confidence or uh, look over at Mercedes and say, I got big dog out there. Um, you know, I'm going to pull some of his confidence right now. See God, you know, dancing with his headphones on, just getting in his in his zone, getting in his vibe for the game, just making it simple, reminding people that, you know, We've been doing it for a long time at a, at a really high level and just to lean on the rest of your teammates. So it's a it's a great, great tool. And, um, you know, it's been it's been working for us, obviously. That is that is fascinating, Mike. That is pretty cool. And, you know, I I, I wonder if there's ever a time where Aaron Rodgers just kind of cuts it loose a little bit like like you know off the field or at a party or something <laughs> i just i i don't he's got to but anyway uh we'll continue here a lot of weapons defensively uh well uh, you know documented that defense for the la rams they're tough people like to talk about ramsey they like to talk about donald but there's leonard floyd too mike and and he's a weapon this year for sure this guy kind of reinvented himself after getting jettisoned by the bears and so we're talking to Corey lindsley who's Everybody on the Packers squad in the locker room is so pleased that he finally got named to All-Pro. And I asked Corey, you know, what about Leonard Floyd? I mean, this guy is really standing out in the Rams defense under their new defensive coordinator, Brandon Staley. Yeah, for sure. And he's another one of those guys on the defense, you know, that, that you know, I know Aaron Donald gets a lot of the press, but, they, they again, they have a lot of good players over there, um, guys that play hard and just – like you said, there's a lot of similarities to the Bears defenses that we've seen in the past. You know, they 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 seem they they have carryover, I guess. They're some of the similar some similar themes to the things that we've seen in the past. So, you know, hopefully that'll help us out uh, going into game planning and, and preparing for the week for sure. Yeah, they have a lot of guys on that side of the ball, Mikey. That that present a problem for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. That's the number one defense in this league and for a good reason like Tim just said Aaron Donald gets a lot of the pub Jalen Ramsey gets a lot of the pub 
But it's guys like that that are that have plugged some holes and, and filled in that defense, like Leonard Floyd, like Brandon Staley, that's really taken it to the next level. It's some of those some of those more ancillary role players rather than the big guys who they've had for some time there. Right, and the thing is, Rami, um, if you go back and look at some of these opponents that have faced the Rams in, say, the last six weeks, they keep on shaking their head about not only the power of the Rams, the physical power, but, but the schemes. And, you know, after uh, they moved on from Wade Phillips, a defensive coordinator, uh, McVeigh brings in this Brandon Staley, who now, Sunday morning, was already interviewed by the Jets, and the Chargers for a head coaching job after one year as defensive coordinator for L.A. So you start looking around and say, well, wait a minute. He was working for the Bears when Fangio was there. And then he was with the Broncos for a year and before he came out to L.A., like 38 years old. So I asked Aaron, I said, oh, I get it. I mean, is this like the Vic Fangio defense at the 49ers and the Bears and now the Broncos where they're so good at disguising things? Yeah, it does. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of similar stuff. I have a ton of respect for Vic. I think he's a, an excellent mind, um, and he has been for a long, long time. Played against his defense, you know, a few different places actually. Um, coach Daly's done a really nice job. Um, you know, it's fun to see the young coaches uh, coming up and getting opportunities. You know, it's kind of where the league is going a little bit, um, and it's the beauty of, of the league is there's young guys getting opportunities and getting a chance to put their stamp on systems that they've been in. Same with Matt, you know, being around great coaches. You know, there's a lot to be learned uh, from those experiences with those coaches. And then when you get the opportunity, it's just about your own personality coming out and, and doing things the way you want to do it, uh, taking things from all the experiences that you've had. And, and uh, it's good for him getting those opportunities. I'm sure, you know, he'll continue to. Final thing for you, Mike Clemens, as uh, your report is just about done here on uh, on the show. Every time you hear Aaron Rodgers talk, you just he's the epitome of emotional control. I think uh, the intelligence is just you know off the charts, and more proof of that as uh, a guest host of Jeopardy. Is that right? It, that was announced today. Now we know that five years ago, Aaron was on Jeopardy as a celebrity uh, contestant. He beat Scott Kelly, who had just gotten back from the space station. I mean, he smoked you know, the other two contestants. He watches this thing every night. I asked him, how do you beat an astronaut you know, at Jeopardy? He says, when the producers say we're taping on Thursday, so come Wednesday, you go Tuesday. And you hang out in the studio, and you see what the lighting is, and you play with the buzzer. and you, This is Aaron Rodgers, man, the prep guy. So listen how excited he is. A show that he kind of grew up watching. He's going to get a chance in the off season to co-host. It kind of just went down the last couple of days. Us, uh, us figuring it out. So it is very exciting. It's for the off season. We'll, we'll be even more excited uh, when that opportunity gets a little closer. But man, the show has been so special to me over the years. It's been a staple uh, at my house here in Green Bay for the last sixteen years. You know, six o'clock watching Alex and trying to get as many questions as I can. When the opportunity came up in 2015, I mean, that was a dream come true. It really was. Uh, to be on there, to get to meet Alex uh, was just such a special moment. And we all obviously sad about his passing. Uh, he's been, I've said it before, you know, I think when he, when he passed, but there's this nostalgic connection to certain figures, I think in our life based on our childhood and where we were at at those times when we had those memories. And it almost makes these people feel like family, like you know them. Uh, for me, it wasn't just uh, Alex. It was when I did a college 
production meeting with the legendary Keith Jackson and Dan Fouts. I mean, those are guys I grew up watching on TV and hearing their voice and knowing what that voice was. Uh, that was really special. I grew up watching Pat Summerall and John Madden. My first uh, production meeting with John Madden, you can imagine how exciting that was for me to be able to be sitting, you know, across from a guy who I, I feel like I know, I feel like he's a part of like my viewing family. Uh, so that was really special. And, and Alex obviously cool. being one of those people as well, just watching him for so many years. And we all have so much uh, love and affection, I think, for what he's meant to you know, just that half hour, that 22 minutes of our lives uh, on a daily basis for those of us who are big fans of the show. To be able to, so to be able to, to be a guest host is really, really special for me. And I can't wait for the opportunity. I feel the same way about the Price is Right, which really tells you the difference between me and Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. That's what Bob Barker. That's what Bob Barker meant to me. So please spay and neuter your pets, folks. That's Mike Clemens, our Green and Gold Insider. Find more of his Packers coverage at 12:50am.thefan.com. Our Facebook page. He's on Twitter at Mike Clemens NFL. Mikey, looking forward to doing grew. this. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Looking forward to doing this with you, Mike. Right. You joined us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If applying for a home renovation loan has you feeling anxious, breathe and let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of bankability. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com. The results of the Kim and LaVoy judgment of the day right after this as we wrap up, wrap up Rami and Tim on 1250 AM The Fan. Wrapping up, Rami and Tim here Ooh, like on it. 1250 AM The Fan. You like that closing music, Timmy? I do, I do. I picked that out. How about that? Look at us on the same page done. already. Uh, so we're going to get into some Brewers conversation here for the next... Uh... Ah, we're all out of time. We have to announce the results of the Kim and Lavoy judgment of the day. We'll do it tomorrow for sure, Timmy. I promise you we'll get to some Brewers talk tomorrow. People want Rami and the franchise by... Half a percent, 43.1% of the vote goes to Rami and the franchise beating out the Joker and the Smoker by, like I said, just a half percent, 42 and a half. Would have liked to have seen it go that way. We'll see. And and, and uh, Don Wachillis, who is up next talking college sports, he wanted it the uh, college sports pregame show. I told him only on Tuesdays, only on Tuesdays. <laughs> our thanks to Eric Eager of Pro Football Focus for joining us. Mike Clemens, our green and gold insider as well. Coming up tomorrow, we'll be having our first conversation as a show with Ryan Wood, our Green Bay football insider from PackersNews.com. Will join us for Tim Allen. I'm Rami Makhlouf saying thanks for listening to Tim and Rami on 1250 AM, the fan of Radio.com Sports Station. Oh, we're done. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.